are now listening to the Duo Sports and Stuff Podcast. Here are your hosts, Deontay Epps and Dane Beasley. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to episode 35 of the Duo Sports and Stuff Podcast. My name is Deontay Epps and the best dad ever over there drinking out of his best dad ever mug. My co-host, Dane Beasley with the Ohio State shirt. How you doing, my guy? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. You know, just another day, another dollar makes you want to holler. Yeah. Another Monday, you know, getting through the days of this early 2021 year. Yeah. And this is the Monday after the Super Bowl or yeah. well, was that a Super Bowl, man? Because uh, it, it definitely was a Super Bowl. I got okay. got to give credit where credit is due. You know, it's it. I mean, let's just go ahead and get into it, man. Yeah. The recap. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's let's, let's get into it. <laughs> if you aren't living under a rock or anything like right. that, if you happen to not be anywhere near social media or television last night, there was a Super Bowl. Yeah, the culmination of this crazy season uh, with the pandemic, with everything going on, they finally completed the season, and it, you know, that for me, Dane, it was a toss up between who to pick. I did not expect a Tampa Bay blowout. 31-9, Tampa Bay dominates KC from opening kickoff to clock hitting zero and the Gatorade going out, trophies coming out. What what was your first reaction to what you were witnessing on the TV yesterday? That my first reaction was, man, these boys really not going to score a touchdown. Like... It's unbelievable. Um, the I and another thing I thought about, I know I no way, shape, or form anticipated the Tampa Bay defense shutting down the way that they did. They have superstars on every level of their defense, but going into the game, I was like, this is just gonna be an offensive shutout. But I mean, I, my my assumption going in that we had two mediocre defenses. They're going to be the footnote because of the offenses are so high powered and you have so many, there's so much depth across the board, but that just lets you know <laughs> the level of preparation because we've seen these two teams play before this season and it was a completely different kind of game. So that game leading to this one, that's just hats off to the coaching staff. Cause that's, that's all X's and O's. There's not, they couldn't get anything going. So I like, I never seen Patrick Mahomes. I mean, we've seen him make ridiculous scrambles and throws, but yeah. it seemed like every single play he was running for his life, making, you know, crazy type of throws and the pressure, the front seven from for Tampa Bay put the pressure on Balling. Mahomes. Balling. From from start to finish. Quarters. Every right. single quarter. They were on top of him. They were on top of all them little screens, little underneath, little double screens. Like they were shutting everything down. Right. Like and a, they, a, a, another thing we had talked about previously when we were previewing this matchup mm-hmm. was the game before, as you mentioned. Yeah. And how Tampa Bay couldn't get a hold of Tariq Hill, right? Nope. He had over 260-some yards, I believe, yeah, three touchdowns. Ridiculous. Uh, and then last night, he had... Boy, didn't sniff the end zone. Seven catches for 73 yards, which, as we know, is not a Tyreek Hill yeah. kind of game. It's he dropped great... the touchdown in the yeah. end zone. But for the most part, man, they, they shut him down. Yeah. Like, I've never really seen 
that offense be bottled up, obviously. And we also talked about Lamonte David sticking with Travis Kelsey the yeah. entire game. And we've never seen like a linebacker being able to hold Kelsey from start to finish. Well, he did end up with a hundred yards total. Right. You know, at you know, in the end, garbage yards once, and all but that. But once you but once you play part, off when you play off when you're up by multiple possessions, that's gonna happen. You're gonna get those underneath throws and then those windows are gonna open up. That's a given. But they they I'm I'm assuming I'm not in that, you know, that locker room, but I'm assuming they want Kelsey to beat them rather than Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill's beating you, there's a problem. But like you said, if that doesn't happen, and for them to have the lack of or for them to not be successful at all, it I mean it just highlights just how good of a defensive effort they had on all three levels. And then just you want to talk about the the punt, the punting, uh, the, the whole thing, the punting situation was just like, or maybe special teams in general, yeah. ex- with the with the exception of the three field goals, right? But the the special teams was just piss poor between the penalties and then the god awful, horrible punts, like. So yeah, they, and you yeah. mentioned you mentioned the special teams. Mm-hmm. The punt, the punts were. A couple of punts. What is this? He was a rookie punter. I don't know his name, but yeah, they shagged a couple of those. Like there was one where he had he dropped the side of his foot. Well, that one, and he Uh. dropped the ball at one point and had a good no punt, Mm. but it was a penalty on KC. They had to repunt it, and then he shanked it. So he straight nervous kicked that bad, but that mother went straight. I was like, ooh. (laughs) It was like what forty three yards of field position between that. I think it was like 34, maybe it was like 30 some yards between that, the original punt and then the second punt. Cause that was just bad, but they just, they all just looked bad. I mean, we could say what we want about the offense, not putting up the half of the performance, what we thought they were going to put up, but I'm not going to sit here and say that it was all bad because Patrick Mahomes, there is no way that he should have been completing some of those passes that he was dishing out. <laughs> yeah. Like getting to, like the one where he was like, it was like uh, the scene from dodgeball. When he was like parallel to the ground and throwing. I was like, and it hit the receiver in the hands of the helmet. I was like, I mean, damn the, the drop pass, the right. freaking throw was like, how do you, so, you know, it, it sucked. It sucked seeing that, but you know, it, 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 it was bound to happen sooner. I just didn't imagine it happened on that stage. I like it, that. W- what was not his first double digit loss mm, in the NFL? Since, Cal- <laughs> yeah. since his Texas since, Tech since, Right. Yeah. And, you know, Texas Tech fans can, you know, like, hey, we've seen this before. Not the fact that Mahomes was losing, but like yeah. nothing going his way, receivers dropping passes. Like they had opportunities where, you know, they were down in the game, but it was either a penalty, which is uncharacteristic of Andy Reid's team, a drop pass. You know, it's like when guys needed to step up, mm-hmm. they didn't step up when they needed to. But to to go back to what we were talking about with the Tampa Bay staff, man, kudos to Byron Leftwich on the offensive side of the ball. You know, Brady's going to get a lot of the headlines. But I've seen a lot of headlines uh, backing up Byron Leftwich in the game he called. Brady had, you know, not bad stats. He, was he, didn't, he, didn't, make, he didn't make no right. mistakes. He didn't, he didn't Everything was clear. Mistakes. 21 for 29, 201 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. Uh, the ground game had a, 145 yards rushing between Leonard Fournette and uh, Jones. 
Gronk came out of nowhere, been chilling all year, and had a Gronk-like game, making big-time catches, two yeah. touchdowns. It reminded me a lot of the Patriots Super Bowls, obviously having mm. Tom Brady and Gronk, but the defense really being a major part of keeping them on top ahead of the game, putting pressure on. Like, like this team reminds me so much, and we talked – a little bit about how the Bucks team reminded us of the 2002 right. uh, defensive-wise. But to me, and I kind of thought about this earlier, this reminded me of like a Patriots Super Bowl because the times when Tom Brady won – I know, hear me out, hear me out. The time, the time that Tom Brady won the Super Bowl, his defense throughout the year wasn't necessarily top five, top – 10 defense maybe, but in the playoffs, it seemed like they always, right, right. Yeah. And so, for instance, this this season, they beat uh, Rodgers, Breeze, and then Mahomes, like three top quarterbacks, or, you know, in the top five, that's top ten that's in the NFL. That's as tough as a carousel that you're going to get in the playoffs. So, it, and you can go with, and no, no, to add on top of that, they have a young core on that defense. That defense is young at all levels, at all levels. <laughs> so you got Antoine Wilson Jr., you got Carlton Davis, you got Vita Vea, you got the uh, was it Devin White. Devin like, White. You got the Murphy, last three or four Murphy, drafts, Murphy. they just yeah. been hitting on those picks. And JPP's that's what you do. Balling. I mean, he's yeah. in the older tier, but he's still yeah. balling out. And especially – I miss freaking Shaquille Barrett on the Denver side. Like, we let him go, man. We had Chubb and we had too many ends, but, man, I miss yeah. Barrett. And he could have used him when Vaughn was out. Exactly, exactly. And he gambled on himself going to Tampa Bay in free agency, paying off big time with a contract and, you know, with the ring, obviously. Um, you talked about Winfield and – <laughs> the the yeah the cover of this episode will be yeah oh yeah oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> episode Gotta cover be. will be Winfield throwing up the deuces back to Tyreek Hill after he uh, after Hill had you know went off on that big game against him back in the regular season and he just given oh I forgot he flipped in the end zone after he did the peace sign Tyreek Hill so yeah it's more like. You dish it out, you got to be able to Boomerang. take it. Boomerang. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was your first thought seeing that? I was like, yo. I mean, I'm glad they're up by multiple possessions. Obviously, you're in the moment. You got to – you. it only makes sense. It's, it's poetic. That's poetic. Like, if – I'm assuming it's either that pick or maybe a picture of Tom Brady, you know, being Tom Brady on the front page of the Tampa Bay's newspaper. But that has to be – that's the picture. That's going to be one of the best pictures of of this year, sports wise. It just doesn't get any better than that because you can see when if you're watching the, the game live. Hopefully, you're watching the game live. You see the video of Tyreek Hill when his face turned around. It's just like man, like like man, because you, you really can't do nothing. Right, you, you swinging at somebody, but they holding your head like this, so you ain't hit nothing. And that's essentially what happened. Speaking of rookies. My MVP for the rookies, based on that game alone, or just based on well, – we'll say that game. Tristan Wirfs. Yeah. Solid. Like, tackle – we've seen right some really – yeah, we've seen some real bad tackle play last night, but that that's no excuse for the way that the Kansas City Chiefs handled that game. They had 
four quarters to make adjustments to to make things a little bit easier for the quarterback so he don't be running for his life. They didn't. Whatever. You know, you can say what you want about Patrick Mahomes leaving the pocket, scrambling, running for his life, but at the end of the day, some of it worked and some of it didn't work. But Tristan Wirfs had he had a hell of a game, probably capped off one of the better rookie campaigns we've ever seen from a tackle. So, you know, tackle, tackle play does matter. We seen it on both sides. So we seen it on both teams last night. So shout out to Wirfs, man. He's uh right. he, he's worth the pick. Worth the pick. We I'll talked about the We talked about the Tampa Bay assistance and making history last night as far as the first well, first they were the first Super Bowl team to have three black assistants, mm-hmm. um offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, special teams to reach the Super Bowl, and obviously with the win they'll become the first to actually go and win it with Byron Leftwich, Todd Bowles, and Keith Armstrong as the special teams coach. How fitting is that for that to happen during Black History Month? And I know not to connect it to everything that's been going on, but it's it's a big moment, a big right? Like, And especially with everything going on with I, – I immediately thought of the situation with Eric bien mm-hmm. and not getting hired, but although – the Texans, they end up did hiring a um, minority coach. So, right. but still, during Black History Month and this accomplishment, I had no idea that they had so many black assistants on the staff. It was like a list of like nine or yeah. 10 different assistants. So, I mean, the coordinator, I think all the coordinators are minorities, if I'm not mistaken, but it's impressive and it says a lot about the the coaching staff when you're when you look diverse like that you're you're not willing to just hi- make hires to make everybody feel comfortable and, and quote-unquote look the part but you, you hire people because they're not only one they're capable they have established resumes and then three you're not there isn't there doesn't seem like there's any form of this guy got the job because of who his dad is or who his cousin is, or he coached on that one team that, you know, put up the number one offense in college back in 92 type of deal. Like, I mean, obviously there are, you know, NFL, former NFL players on that, that, that particular coaching staff, but I mean, you want to chalk it up to those guys only getting hired because they play in the NFL. Well, look what the ending result was. They ended up winning the Super Bowl. Winning the Super so Bowl. it just shows when you have the right people in place, um, Nothing can stop you like that, especially with that defense. But shout out to Todd Bowles. Hopefully, you know, he lands somewhere, you know, next Byron year, if not too. the following year. Because if, if they keep it up, it shows when you see coaches like that, when they are at head coaching positions and they don't do well and then they come back and, you know, they get themselves rooted in a different position. All of that to me, you know, it reminds me is that maybe they're just not good, you know, game managers. Maybe they're just their heart and soul or their 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 cliche, their niche is simply calling defensive plays. And, you know, maybe they can, if they get under the right organization, they can get down with a team that allows them to pick and choose who their staff is and, and it'll allow them to to make those decisions where they don't have to lean so much as doing, you know, offensive play calling, defensive play calling, and then, of course, managing your clock. So shout out to those guys, man. It was solid, solid. Uh, two women two women on their staff too, right? Right. One was like yeah. an assistant defensive line coach. I don't yeah. have her name in front of me, but – very progressive, Solid. man. Shout Solid. out to Bruce Arians putting that staff together and everything you said, like I totally agree with with uh people that fit what you want 
Mm-hmm. I mean, not only just because of color skin, but they actually can coach. And yeah. obviously, you know, they put them in the right position and there they are, Super Bowl champions. I think Crazy. on shout out to the our, two the two Tampa Bay Bucks fans that I know. I know, I know, facts. I really only know <laughs> oh, two. Three, Omar, three, 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 three. You know? Um Omar, my old co-worker is James. Um and um Reggie Blackstock. Yeah, Reggie. Yeah, Reggie. Yeah, Reggie's the yeah, other. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so the, the three Tampa fans that I know, shout out to all, all right. three of y'all, man. Yeah. For sure, man. It's been what? What was that? When was that Super Bowl? 2002? Years, almost 20 years ago. Yeah. Jeez. Jeez. Yeah. On. Sheesh. When we first had our podcast, right, when the season started this year with the pandemic, mm-hmm. there was no, you know, when they announced that there would be no preseason games. Little training camp. I think one of the things we talked about and a lot of other people were talking about was like the team, obviously the team that's the most healthy will probably succeed. And the team with the staff and players that are already there or had been there for a few years will succeed the most. You know, Brady obviously came over and Gronk, but like the veterans – the, the team with the most veterans, like IQ, high guys, know what they want to do, know that mm-hmm. what they're doing, could be the most successful team. And we kind of saw that with uh, the Bucks this year. Um, we talked about the staff they had. You having Brady on that side of the ball with Gronk, guys who have been there. Uh, Antonio Brown, you know, with you know, he's we know who Antonio Brown is, but he's also been a guy that's been in playoff games, big time games. Yeah, I think that recipe played off as far as having those veteran guys in place during a year that was so shaky, didn't know when the next game was going to be. Obviously all the games got played, but what do you, do you kind of agree with what we had talked about earlier in this year with having like the most stable veterans in place and dealing with everything that they had to during the season? I say yes. That and the fact that they went all out during the off season. Um, you see a lot of the free agents that they acquired. Um, they ended up paying huge dividends on the back end of the game, contributing very heavily. Um, so, so that's pretty much that summarizes every Super Bowl winning team that you can think of. They not only draft well, but they also have the good veterans that have you know, either been homegrown guys or they went on free agency and got those guys and they utilized the trading system for those things. Well, yes, you say three slash four, three, three or four of those things. The Tampa Bay Bucks they did a really good job of during the offseason. So you can't be cheap. You can't, you know, <laughs> you can't lowball players. And most importantly, you can't get one dimensional when you're trying to build a team roster, especially if you're thinking about a win now roster. <clears throat> Excuse me. So to answer your question, yes. Yeah, pretty much, man. Pretty much. But shout out to the Bucks, Super Bowl 55 champions. And also, congratulations. We have our winner, Dane, of the duo sweatshirt. Uh-oh. So if you if this is your first episode of listening to us, we had a contest to see who would guess the winner of the Super Bowl correctly, as well as guessing the score. Mm. And you get a free duo sweatshirt. And so... Obviously, nobody thought that it was going to be a blowout, and nobody thought KC was going to have nine points, so nobody guessed 31 to nine. But our closest um, 
winner or prediction, excuse me, yes, to that was my guy, Mike Romine, who is actually <laughs> my sister-in-law's boyfriend, Christiana's boyfriend, Mike. He put in his prediction from 30 to 24, and that was the closest one. So, Mike, I don't know if you'll hear this episode, <laughs> but, I, but I will hit you up today and let you know you won. Congratulations. Shout out to you, and, Mike. Uh, shout Send out, Mike. Those lottery numbers, bro. <laughs> lottery numbers next. Also, <laughs> get that. Thank you to everyone that participated. We had like 27 entries, which is pretty cool, man. People people chimed in and had the predictions. I think only eight people picked the Bucks, which you know that kind of trimmed the list down immediately. Nobody th- nobody thought that Bucks that Bucks team was gonna be like that. Yeah, we didn't know it was gonna we didn't know it was gonna be a defensive game like that. We thought it was gonna. I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but based on some of the stuff you've seen leading up to the game, it was Kansas City offense, Kansas City defense, Tampa Bay Bucks offense. That's it. Right. But they balled out. That's what happens when you underestimate somebody and come and punch you in the mouth. Tom Brady getting the seventh ring, man. I'm not even going to talk. We're not even going to have the discussion if he's the greatest to ever play because I think he – more game of football. That. We can we can football. have that conversation. Yeah, I'm not I'm not touching yeah. the athlete. He, I, 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 I'm not that debate that's going on on Twitter right now. I'm not talking about that. That's that's dumb. Mm. If you, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go on Twitter and type Tom Brady, greatest athlete of all time. I'm nah, leaving that I there. Say, I wouldn't say athlete. I'd say probably greatest football player of all time. It's from all a winning right, standpoint. Yeah. But not I agree. Greatest athlete. That's that's athlete a stretch. implies that you're athletic. Yeah. <laughs> that man ran a five four in the forty. Pull up, pull up his, to... his forty. Mm-hmm. His forty. Uh, him running the forty at the combine. Then you we come talk back about, to me and tell me. We talk about arm talent and intelligence. Yeah, we can say he's 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 probably one of the best ever. But we're not gonna sit up here and disrespect the the definition of what an athlete is by saying Tom Brady fits that bill. Boy, y'all out your damn mind if you out man. there. If that's the hill you choose to die on, boy, something wrong man. with you. Get that mental evaluation for real. What what? And so if you guys did not get a chance to win a sweatshirt, that is okay because I am announcing right now. Oh, wow. right now you have until February 19th to pre-order a long or short sleeve duo podcast shirt. Oh, <laughs> yes. So I'll have the link to that in the description. Um, it's going to link to the website where you can pre-order. And yes, till February 19th. You have the opportunity to order a sweatshirt or excuse me, a T-shirt long or short. And it'll help you boys out with the pod so we can have sure. some cool things coming up in the future. Nice, nice, nice. Cool thing in the future. So, Dane, season's over, man. Mm-hmm. Football's done. Yeah. But the fun is just beginning in the NFL. It's only now, just begun. Just begun. So. Off season's coming up, man. We've already seen Matt Stafford get traded. It's not official yet until the league year starts. Right, right. But I think this offseason is going to be crazy, man. What – I'll just ask you, what do you think – what prediction do you have for the offseason? Like one prediction you think that might go down? The Dallas Cowboys will franchise tag Dakota. Prescott. Mm-hmm. That's my prediction. Um, they've had a number of years to Jack get a contract taken care of. Oh yeah, hey, they, they, everybody knows who that they guy know. is. They know. They know who that dude is. Um, but they've had a number of years to get that contract done, a long-term deal done um, that isn't a slap in the face or something that's disrespectful. 
talking about the number of years as well as the the average amount. Um, they've had a number of years to get that done, and they just haven't. Do I think the world of Dak Prescott? No, I do not. Deontay knows knows this in great detail. I am not a huge fan of Dak Prescott. He's he's not anywhere between the tenth through the fifteenth best quarterback in the league, and that's that's where I stand. However, I understand how the QB market works. It, you you don't get paid or the way that Jones choose to play to pay players isn't the way that you can get away with paying the quarterback. It's it's completely based on the market. It's not based on what your team can afford. Unfortunately, if your team can't afford to pay your quarterback, then that says more about you as a manager than it does it, uh, the player about asking him about the money. So to me, that's going to be the headline. Uh, I hope he doesn't sign the franchise tag. I hope he forces his way out. He goes to a team that probably appreciates his skill set a little bit better than the Cowboys. Because if I'm Dak Prescott and I've seen what the Cowboys have done, what they've built around me on defense the last four or five years, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't stay here. There's nothing you can tell me about taking any type of team discount that lets me know that you're going to take seriously about building a defense around me. So with that said, that's what I have. I'll turn it over to you. That's a good piece. one. I, I, I'd actually agree with that. I feel like I don't think the, the the organization really, not say takes them seriously, but I feel like with that quarterback position. They be lowballing. They, 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 yeah. they, it's a joke. I think they it's, could just plug and play with that quarterback no, position. That, we've seen how that worked, and it didn't work. Right. Matter of fact, Andy Dalton, he's going to go leave in the fridge and then go sign somewhere. Like, and just you know, for instance, yeah, you like with no. the inj- when the injury went down with you guys – yeah, you, you instantly saw how that offense changed. Right? Oh yeah. So, and that's that's I mean, not to say that he was gonna you know lead us to a sixteen and zero game. That's not right because we were only we had only won one game when he got hurt. He was having but, a career year but, though. But the defense, the yeah. defense just wasn't. Say what you want about garbage yards and garbage time and all this stuff. Every single there's thirty two quarterbacks in the league that have garbage yards on their resume. I don't want to hear it. Save that argument for somebody else. The issue is you can't expect to put up 30 points a game every single week and expect to win. That just, that just that's not going to work, especially when your defense is the Dallas Cowboys defense. Right. So. And, and of course you saw <laughs> like case in point, we we're just talking about in the Super Bowl. Your defense yeah. going if you if you're trying to win rings, yep. your defense gonna have to step up at some point. Yeah, exactly. Whether they keep you afloat during during the regular season, like the Chiefs and the Bucks did, and then you know playoff time come, they step their games up. Because the fourth quarter comebacks and the come from behind wins, that's not sustainable. We clearly we clearly saw that firsthand yesterday. It is not sustainable. You'll get them every once in a while, but it's not sustainable. So asking, you know, no, it it's out of the question. I ain't no. Mm-mm. You got so that's my you got you got the Cowboys tagging Dak. I have, and I'm flipping. I'm flipping on what I said previously. I think the Texans will trade Deshaun Watson this offseason. I think that it will be monumental in the fact that in in the NBA, and I I, I believe we talked about this last podcast. In the NBA, players dictate movement yeah. in, in the league. It's a players it's a league. Players league. Jinx. You owe me a soda. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway it's, continue it's with a, your point. <laughs> it's a players' league. We've seen it with James Harden most recently in the NBA, yeah. and of course, other players. Right? Deshaun Watson. This trade is going to parallel what we see in the NBA constantly. Mm, I like that. If players want out, 
they're going to be able to get, you know, force their way out. And I think a lot of the times the guys in the NFL look over to see what's happening in the NBA as far as contracts go, as far they as they should them. be jealous. They can right, blame right. the weak ass players association, the, the contracts getting traded when they want to. And I think the players are finally like, Waking you know, up. less, it's more like a take a stand kind of movement. And I think Deshaun Watson, I don't know when, it could be preseason. It could be in the draft. But I, I think after thinking about it in the last few weeks, I think he's I think he's going to get traded, man. Mm. Um, I don't know where. I'm not going to predict that. But I think it'll be a monumental moment because it'll it'll I won't say it'll turn the tide as far as the, the contracts for NFL players go, but being able to dictate how you want to be treated by an organization, how yeah. You like I'm not happy here. I want to go. And I know we've seen that before, but I don't know if we ever seen it at the quarterback level like, mm. you know, where Deshaun Watson is. I think he'll get traded, man. That's most team most teams tradition. make a very 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 conscious effort to make sure their quarterbacks are are happy. You you'll see Good them point. Pair, Good point. pair them with either great coaches or they'll pair them with absolutely dynamic uh talent on the offense. You won't see unhappy quarterbacks that often. Otherwise, you see what happens with Matthew Stafford. But then again, that's just the Detroit Lions organization have been like that for decades. So anyway, but but anywho, the issue is we won't see the NFL become a player's league until they get those fully guaranteed contracts. Good point. The, the owners at the end of the day, they have that trump card at the, that says, I can cut you and I can bring up – Guy number fifty-seven from the practice squad, and you fill in your spot just as good as you just as good as you did. There's always the next man up mentality, and that's unfortunately that's the most divisive thing that the the owners can use against the players, as we seen during that vote. Was it back in was it February? All those players folding on their vote. It's pathetic. Anyway, back to you, Bob. So yeah, those are our predictions. <laughs> predictions for uh, I think I think it's going to be crazy regardless whether that trade goes down or not. I just think it's going to be some ridiculous player movement, free agency, um, trades, stuff like that. So over the weekend, the NFL awards and the Hall of Fame class of 2021 was announced. We've got Peyton Manning leading the class with Charles Woodson, Calvin Johnson. Who else am I missing? Alan Fanica. People pissed about that. Who are we? We'll get to that after you go through these lists. My bad. John Lynch. Of course, Peyton. I said that. I'm going scrolling down this list. It's it's taking a minute. You're forgetting one very important one. Iconic. Tom Flores, coach. Who else I missed, Dane? Put him in. You say Drew Pearson? Drew Pearson. Yeah, go ahead and take it away. Take it away. The original 88. The man was on an all-decade team. He should have been in the Hall of Fame, but... You know how these things go when you you have someone or you have a group of people that is an, that that can act as vindictive as the the media, which is of course unfortunately, which doesn't make any sense, are full of the voters. Well, that's a conversation for another day. Which Chad Johnson or Chad Ochocinco has very has been very very vocal about the players or the people that should be voting for the people that get in the Hall of Fame should be represented by people that actually have experience within the game of football. But that's that's a whole different topic. There's a lot of politics involved with that. Mm-hmm. But we can all agree that there are a lot of arguments to be made about what the hell is the standard for who goes in the Hall of Fame, how they go in the Hall of Fame, and when they get in the Hall of Fame. 
because people have a really good argument about how Megatron got in the Hall of Fame before uh, Tory Holt. So it's like, right. I mean, it's you can make a lot of arguments about, you know, comparing stats and apples and oranges and all this stuff, but and, and comparing two different time periods. And but one thing is for sure. There are a lot of there's going to be pissed off people every single year about it, but people have a really good reason. And maybe this is we can do some digging, uh, some stat digging and some talking points and talk about it in the future. But that Megatron versus Tori, and this is nothing against Megatron. This is one of the best receivers that I've ever seen in my own two eyes. Hell, what he did versus my Cowboys some years back, <laughs> 320 some yards, like, that's as pissed off as I was. I was like, "Damn, that yeah, was impressive!" Like the receivers always have their coming out party against the Cowboys. Like yeah. when Randy Moss went off in yeah. that Thanksgiving. Uh, Odell but, Beckham Jr. with the one hand catch, even though the Bulls lost that game. Yeah, seeing this Hall of Fame class gave made me feel old because these are players we grew up watching. Yeah, already getting in the Hall of Fame. I'm like, man, he been retired five years. Like Charles Woodson, Peyton Manning. You had, a Mega, you had a Megatron jersey on the first yes. day of school in yes. was it, was it 11th or 12th grade. I can't remember. Yep, that, the one, uh, that mug faded, though. It wasn't a real <laughs> <laughs> I just remember you had one on. I was like, oh, it's very fitting. Yeah. This guy's a Megatron jersey on. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I, yeah, think I, got so, it, I think I got it over the summer one year. But. And then Charles Woodson, too. Like, seeing Charles Woodson, yeah. like, damn, we are old. I mean, he's old, old. But he was balling. His last year in the league, he was balling. Exactly, still playing. Exactly. I think he stood. In my, I think he could have played at least two, two more years. Yeah, that was a dog, man. Not a lot of guys like obviously Calvin Johnson could have still played. Yeah, but you know, a lot of the guys you can't really. Yeah, you can't really say that for you know that they can still play after they retired. Like paid Manny. Pay no, yeah, pay, pay no, yeah. I agree, bro. Uh, when you said when you talk about exactly, getting tricked different to the Super Bowl, and, and like it's bad when you're telling Peyton, "Don't throw it." No, yeah, yeah. like we don't stop calling pass play. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as that so fool bad. comes up to the line and talking about, <laughs> you like no. Yeah. <laughs> it was that his last year. He was wearing two gloves on both hands, like every yeah, game. I was like, like mm. yes. <laughs> wrap it up B yeah. but shout out yeah shout out to the class to 2021 them. Hall of Fame and then also we had the NFL Honors uh, Award Ceremony with where everyone knew yeah. Aaron Rodgers was winning MVP but the big debate was over Defensive Player of the Year and that became a big social media argument between uh, Aaron Donald and TJ Watt you know TJ Watt <laughs> tweeted yeah shouldn't answer that I don't think so I don't think there's a debate there you got to think about and a lot of the arguments that I saw were, I mean, I hate to point this out here. I mean, I, my sporting experience officially ended in high school or 12th grade. I mean, I played some flag football in college. That's, that's nothing compared to some other people, but some people were trying to compare apples to oranges because Aaron Donald, probably one of the best, play, no, as I'm standing by what I said earlier, the best football player in the NFL. It's an interior defensive lineman putting up double-digit sacks versus triple teams, double teams, sometimes versus four people at a time and creating so many opportunities for the other players on his team. So I'm I'm sorry, TJ Watt is an amazing player, 
rushing off the edge, dropping back in coverage and doing all these things. But his impact on his team is nowhere near the impact that Aaron Donald has on his team. So sorry, not sorry, but if I'm choosing to play against, if I'm a quarterback under center and I want to pick who I want to play against, it's going to be TJ Watt. I'm not playing against Aaron Donald. <laughs> I want to see my wife and kid at the end of the day. So, <laughs> I don't know. But I, it was, the arguments are fascinating still. When you look at the stat comparison, just lets you know just how dom- dominant of a player he is. But at the same time, it's, that's Aaron Donald, bro. Like, Right. Sorry, G. And it's more, I, I, I'm kind of on your side with that. Like, you could look at the stats and you could say, okay, TJ Watt had this many sacks. Look at the, turn on but the film. The, turn the, on the film. Yeah, it's more like an eye test thing. Like, and the impact that this guy has for the defense, you see him impact. If you don't make a tackle, he's putting the pressure on. He's stuffing the run. Like, he's taking, like you say, he's three. Pancaking guards. Two, pancaking guards, two or three double teams. And not to say double teams, the biggest argument, but. Just in, how impact. he impacts a defense, like, I'm, and it's not to say TJ Watt, not, but TJ Watt should have been a cowboy. Okay, so that's not <laughs> me. this is not this is not a bash TJ Watt. And this is he's an amazing player. Dot dot dot. But Aaron Donald is an also a, a, an amazing player. So right, you know, miss me with the hate because I, I TJ Watt he should be a Dallas Cowboy, and if I had the chance, I would switch. Never mind. I ain't going to say that. But a lot of <laughs> players that are currently on the Cowboys roster would get traded if your boy was at the helm of the, the – if I had the, 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 the phone. If I had the phone, you know, the phone, I, some of them dudes would be gone. Swag like Boys GM. Yeah, Swag Boys GM. You smell me? Call me uh, Trill McClay is what they'll call me. <laughs> Rounding out the uh, NFL awards, of course, Rodgers MVP, Derrick Henry, Offensive Player of the Year, mm. Offensive Rookie of the Year, Herbert. Defense Rookie of the Year, Chase Young. Without question, this award, I saw it a lot on Twitter. Comeback Player of the Year, Alex Smith. They definitely should think about naming the award after him because mm. dude almost died <laughs> and he True. came back and played football. But let's um, talk about this, bro. I'm ahead. not a hater. But come on, man. He did. He, 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 I, I think I know where you're going. He he needed to hang Come on, up. bro. <laughs> he, you can't really say. It is all the comeback award this year. I'm I'm not a hater. I'm saying this again. I'm not a hater. I I respect and honor what he did, and probably no man will ever do it again, or no uh, no other man has ever done it before. But if you watch the dude play, I don't know if you can call that. Never mind. Coming back, yeah. he just yeah. There are other deserving players that you. There are other deserving like Jason Verrett. Uh. Well, I mean, there are other. I mean, that's not a good argument because I only got one player and I can name. But right. there, there's, I see what you're saying. You got to give it to him, though, man. Dude almost died, and yeah. now he's playing football. Is that playing football though? It is. He he threw passes. Some passes were oh. completed. <laughs> they, he he helped. He helped lead them to the playoffs. The defense, of course, did. But <laughs> thank you. He got Trent Dilfer as well. I mean, well. he was there. He was. A, he was a quarterback. Yeah, somebody's got to hand the ball off. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I hate it, you, man. Because it damn sure wasn't winning in the air. <laughs> Shout out to Alex Smith, man. What if Shout you listen to this podcast? He's going to hit you up and he's going to have a one-on-one yeah, with you. the entire Washington football team will be at my mentions. And I, you know, I would agree with them coming at me the way that they did because, I mean, shit. <laughs> Sorry. 
And then Kevin Kevin Stefanski, coach of the year of the Browns. You agree with that one? I think so. Browns. Eh, they eh, even want to. They want a eh, playoff game. Eh, who they beat again? The Steelers, right? Yeah, but <laughs> no, I'm just laughing because oh. uh, all the trash. The, the Steelers. The Steelers were talking big noise. Not the fans, the actual players. Which you got to, but you got to be able to back it up, especially if you, you know, going undefeated as long as you did like that. But it's come to show some dogs win it and some other dogs win it even better, win it even more. So I don't disagree with that. In our nerdy news segment, <laughs> nerdy to close news. out the pod episode. Of course, with the Super Bowl going on, the big game, we could expect a lot of trailers, the next movies coming out, and we had one from the MCU. Of course, WandaVision's on fire right now. The last few episodes we talked about have been picking up steam and the having the platform of Disney Plus, the episode weekly re- uh, episode releases coming mm. out, building up hype, and then Falcon and the Winter Soldier's coming in March. March 19th. Trailer dropped last night. Did you get a chance to see it, my guy? Yeah, yeah, I watched it. I watched it a few times. I was impressed. Um, it Every time Marvel comes out with a product, I'm like, dang, how are they going to up the ante on this? And then you see the trailer, or you see the footage, or you see the, the poster, and it's like, oh, so how the hell is this going to... Like, I want to know, maybe it's my my assumption is that, that Zemo ended up getting blipped. And when he came back from the blip, he wasn't in captivity anymore. And that's my assumption how he's going to get free. That that's um, that that's a good point. Yeah, that's how he got. He he was locked up in the Civil mm-hmm. War. Obviously, how long was Civil War until Infinity War? Was that that's five years? Five? No, not no, no. not Infinity of the Endgame, but Civil War when he got locked up to Infinity War. Because that's a good question. Like, it's like how is he free now? Four or five years. Oh, okay, I, I think I I think I've seen a timeline. No. Anyway, two years. Uh, two. Two years. They were on the run for two years. It was two years. Remember? Yep. yep. Yeah. The hotels weren't exactly five star. That's yeah, why you. My, that's why you my guy. Yeah, he's always there. Yeah, two years on the run. Two so, years. So he was. More than likely in captivity, captivity for, two years. for two years and then blipped. Before I'm the assuming blip. he got blipped away. He got That's blipped. Right. That's a good point. I might have to ride with that one. Yeah, got blipped. But I just want to know. Yeah, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of questions that I have about this. Um, right. the, based on the information from the trailer or the the photos from the trailer or the right. what we saw from the trailer, do you expect any surprise characters? I mean, it's not a lot to work oh, with, but well, surprise! He even said it himself in an interview. Um, Don Cheadle said Rhodey's going to show up, and oh, yeah, so, nice. so that's I'm sure there's more. I, I'm not necessarily familiar who they're going to go with down New the line, as far as introducing, yeah, introducing characters. But one thing I am excited about, it like this when they announce all the shows, this is the one I was most excited about. Um, it's six episodes. Compared to what WandaVision is doing with nine, so like Link? to me, pause like forty, like 40, 45 minutes, <laughs> okay. minutes I'm expecting <laughs> each episode. So it's like to me, it's like six mini movies put together. When okay. if it's as much action as the trailer is hitting with, yeah, this show is gonna be fire. Yeah, 
But uh, March 19th is the release of Falcon and the Winter Soldier on Disney+. Plus. And then, of course, we have WandaVision coming up on Friday. Episode 6 has four episodes left of WandaVision. Of course, we're going to recap that once that drops. And it looks like you have a confused face. What's up? We only got one episode of WandaVision during the debut, right? Was it one or two? Ooh, uh, it was two. They dropped two. Mm-hmm. What'd you think about? Wondering how they're going to distribute these new episodes. We're going to get two or we're just going to get one. I'm assuming since they're only six, they're, they're probably just going to drop one at a time. That's my assumption. It's confirmed the runtime is 45 minutes. Uh, I, I it's not confirmed. I think I read that in an article. I don't gotcha. know if it's gotcha. confirmed. Though. All right, so I would I, not. If I pull up that app on March nineteenth, and that mug is only twenty eight minutes. minutes. I'm, <laughs> I'm coming after you, my boy. And I'm gonna come back to find you. But if I can do, I tweet. He can't do no wrong. He can't do no wrong. man. Hey, bro, he no do wrong. what you do, man. We're thankful. We're thankful. Kevin We're Feige. not worthy. Yeah, yeah. We're, We're not, not worthy. worthy. <laughs> Yeah, man, but another episode in the books, episode 35 of Duo Sports and Stuff podcast. You can follow Dane and I on our social media handles on Twitter and Instagram at Dieps Right Steps and at Dane BTX. You can follow the podcast at Duo SNS Podcast on our website, www.theduosportsandstuffpodcast.com. Of course, after this episode drops, I'm going to drop all the information you need to find and pre-order shirts. Remember, February 19th is the last day for this first wave of orders that we're going to do. Means the world to you, um, means the world from us to you guys that you can help us out and uh, support the podcast, man. Danny, anything else you want to say to the people, my guy? Mm, no, no, nothing, man. Uh, other than appreciate y'all for rocking with us, man. Uh, check out the merch. Listen to the episode. Um, Give us some feedback, man. Send us some good questions if you like. Uh, just, you know, let us know how wrong we are. We need to hear that type of stuff, especially Deontay. He needs to be yes, corrected. I do. With that I horrible do. predictions in, that he has. Like, like Tony. We need to be put in check. <laughs> we need to be put in check. Uh, but Tony, sure. that's a decision that you chose to make. <laughs> also, episode 36, we will have a special guest joining us for the podcast. Big hint. He's going to talk to us about the new EA Sports College football game. All my gamers out there, hope y'all tune in to that. was going to be fun. Got to ask some questions about what's going on with the game. All that good stuff. Mm. Hope you guys tune in. We appreciate it. And thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Duo Sports and Stuff Podcast. <laughs>